When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This has been very therapeutic, but in that, I think you hit the nail on the head because I think I do have this like innate fear where maybe I'm not deserving or maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I should just go back to corporate. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Freelance Friday podcast. This is an audio exclusive podcast and I'm excited to bring you our first coaching call. For the video version today, I'm actually planning on going live on my YouTube channel to do a live Q&A. It's been a while since I've done one of those. So head over to my YouTube channel to see when that is scheduled for and you can set a reminder as well so you don't miss it. I mentioned a while back that I would be hosting coaching calls with listeners who submitted a review and filled out the form. I'll leave it down in the show notes if you want the chance to be featured next time. And yeah, so today I'm speaking with Aubrey. Aubrey is amazing. I really, really enjoyed our time together. Aubrey is actually both a member of the Freelance Friday Club and the upcoming Social Media Management Accelerator. So she has, you know, put in the work. She's definitely investing in her education and building up her business. And so I'm really excited to see if we can kind of work through some roadblocks and maybe take her to the next level in this call. I'm excited for the accelerator. I'm like, yeah, I cleared my schedule and I'm very excited for this. And if you want to be like Aubrey and join us for the social media management accelerator class kicks off on September 13th, we're going to be closing the doors to enrollments probably about a week before that. So we've got just a couple of weeks left where you have the opportunity to get started. You can start for as low as 199. You can secure your spot. And this is an eight week intensive course. You get to keep all the materials after as well and watch on demand. So I'm really excited about that. We'll be having weekly lectures with me. We'll also be having small group masterminds as well as large office hour style masterminds with myself. We'll have some guest instructors on board this time around. You have graded assignments by me so you can really gauge your work and see how well you are doing. And it's honestly just such a good time. I am truly getting just so pumped and excited to teach this course again. So I'll leave that link in the show notes. I'll leave the link to review the podcast and uh, enter to win a coaching call in the show notes. And I will also leave all of Aubrey's links in the show notes so you can follow her and tell her how amazing she is because I truly think she is. All right, let's get into the coaching call. Well, I am here today with Aubrey. I'm going to go ahead and let Aubrey just take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your business and, and all of that. Sure. So hi, I'm Aubrey. I am the founder and CEO of Boss Saga. Um, I am a content strategist turned, you know, copywriter, content writer, email sequence master turned social media manager for thought leaders and uh, best-selling authors. It's been a really strange shift into the social media management you know, area, but I'm really excited to learn. 
Um, so yeah, that's just kind of a little bit about who I serve, what I do. I love copywriting, content writing. Um, I love social media. The algorithms are always changing and it's just this dynamic place that I can just kind of always keep myself on my toes. And I don't know, it's, I, I like the, the ever-changing, you know, dynamic of social media. So yeah. Awesome. And how long have you kind of been in this like copywriting content world? Yeah. So I, so it's, it's, it's a long story, but to shorten it it, to the the most short possible. Um, I've been in, I've been in content copywriting, technical writing world since uh, about six years. Um, I got a, I got my start in the corporate and right out of uh, college almost. And uh, I've always just had a really great knack for writing. I didn't really love it in my corporate job. I was just really good at it. It was proposals. It was boring, but, um, I knew as soon as I got laid off and, you know, for the, for the pandemic in May of 2020, I knew that, I don't know, I just, I had to write because I've always been really great at it. And over the last year or so it's been just this whirlwind romance with me and writing. And I just, I love it so much. And I love that I get to help people out and I get to do what I love. Like I, I, I got to do what I love kind of in corporate, but it was like stale corporate copy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, very different. <laughs> okay. And I have to ask because you have like the best setup behind you. Um, the listeners can't see it. Maybe, maybe we'll have like a clip or something on Instagram, but you have like a great filming setup. So oh, wow, do you do video you. content as well? Uh, yeah. So I've been on YouTube since 2010. Um, I video has just been a medium that I'm super format, uh, comfortable with. And it's a format that I love right now. I'm kind of in this weird, like identity crisis with my, my platform because, um, I want to do all of the things. And that's actually why I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, that's a, that's a huge theme. Um, it's not just my business that needs to be scaling, but I have my eye on all the things and I just need help kind of sharpening my focus on all that. I want to do all the things. I want to do all the things that I do for my clients. I want to do all, I, I, that's just hashtag all the things is just my, <laughs> my brand essentially. So I do have a YouTube channel. I do do video. It's actually my, um, going forward. It's my biggest focus. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been over the last couple of weeks, trying to, but I still have a bunch of holes here and there, but overall, I, I think it looks decent. So it thank does. you. Yeah. It looks super good. <laughs> I love the purple led. Oh, thank cool. you. Okay. Well, what questions do you have for me? My biggest question for you is I know I want to scale. I'm at that awkward point where I'm still holding on to like that weird phase of I'm a new business owner. I have clients, they're steady, they're con- like consistent, but I'm ready for more and I don't want to always have to work one-on-one. So I've, I've had my eye on digital products since last December, haven't really gone anywhere with it because my, my quote unquote job title has changed so much. So I create something and then I decide that this isn't for me. And then I like move on and I'm really starting to finally come in. I just, I guess I've kind of discovered that social media management and content writing is really my comfort zone. And I was, I was really resisting it for so long. I don't know why. Um, I just, I, everyone is a social media manager and I'm just like, Oh, it's just oversaturated and there's no way that I could be successful in it. So I just kept my eyes on, you know, being a, a VA coach or like whatever else I had going on at the time. And I always just wanted to be a social media manager in the back of my mind. I'm just like, I can do this. Well, now that I am, I signed up for your accelerator, which I'm so excited for. Um, 
I, I have that in order, but now I know that I need to, I need more, you know, I need mm-hmm. to make those big decisions and I'm ready to make them. I just like, like all social media, I'm just like everywhere. And I can't, cause I'm, I work for myself. I don't have a, a team, you know, right. and I'm, I'm not big enough to scale, to hire a team just yet. I would love that. <laughs> I'm yeah. like drowning in all the work. So I guess my long-winded question and my, my, this is the longest way to ask this question is how do you attack a strategy or, um, discover a strategy that works well for your business? Not like a generic one that you can find like on a Facebook ad, you buy a digital product for, and it's supposed to be like the cure for your confusion, or it's supposed to be the thing that you've been waiting for. I've purchased all of them. I've wanted a coach for forever. Um, I just don't resonate with a lot of people. I'm very, um, (laughs) very non-abstract. So I need like clear-cut examples. And Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of coaches just, you know, have their program and, you know, they, they call it a group program and it's just very like, these are the concepts. And then you're, you're in charge of applying them and see what works for you. And that's great for other people. I'm just very kinetic. I can't, (laughs) I just, I I, need like the step by step. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I've lost. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm understanding correctly, you have like the full service stuff, you're thinking about digital products as a way to scale so that you don't have to be one-on-one with so many people and you're able to kind of yes. diversify. Am I understanding that? Correctly? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I guess to start my general formula, and I will say, you know, even though I, I of course can give my formula and my step-by-step, of course it does vary. Like there are certain things that you are just going to have to test and see what works. Um, but you know, having a service, which it sounds like you already have, that's great. Having a product that can kind of work in the background, it's probably going to be working in the background when you're first starting out, you know, mm-hmm. um, it might not be the bread and butter of your business, but as far as that, you know, that can be something that you direct people to that maybe are those, um, oh, I can't afford your services yet. Or, uh, you know, ideally it would be within your same niche. It's a complimentary product or maybe, uh, an upsell for your one-on-one clients, however, that's going to work, but having that is going to allow you obviously to scale without physically having to, you can't multiply yourself, but you can multiply numbers I of wish. units sold. I know. Seriously. I wish it would just solve all the problems. <laughs> seriously. So that's kind of where I would start. Now I, I know you mentioned overall strategy and it, there's so many th- pieces to that. Is there like a specific right. area of, are you struggling with what to create the course about? Are you struggling with how to get traffic to the course or, or digital product? Honestly, I'm kind of, so the digital products are all in my head. Like they're all planned out. Like they're all organized and and I have like all the backend stuff kind of taken care of for all of them. I just, I feel like there are so like so many conflicting, like high level, like high, I don't want to say ranking, but my, I'm failing like large following creators yeah, out popular, there. Who's yeah. like, yeah. And they're like, oh, this is the only way that you can create a, like a perfect infallible uh, strategy that converts to every business and every niche. And I'm just like, I bought into it for a little bit, but then it, it, in December, when I created my first digital product, it actually, it went okay. Like I made like 50 or 70 bucks, which I was super proud. Of. Yeah. I like, I had no, fo- I still have no following really. Cause I've, I've been taking intermittent breaks for 
just various reasons over the summer. Um, but you know, I, I, I finally feel that shift in my mind and that shift in my heart where I'm just like, okay, I'm really ready to attack this and I'm really just ready to grow. Yeah. Um, so I guess my, my, my struggle is I know I need a funnel in order mm-hmm. to scale. I have a funnel outlined in my head. I just, I guess my thing is I know that I don't want to do like my funnel or like build it out or publish it the way that other people are doing it. And I just, I want to start with the small stuff first and then eventually grow. And I know that in order for my business to scale, like you have to have order bumps and, and down sales, up sales, all of that stuff. And I don't have that yet. I'm, I'm launching my replacement. Like you mentioned, you have to like test this stuff out for, and see what works for your business. That's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. Um, lead magnets just don't work for my business just because I don't want people who are just here for a quick result. I don't believe that my niche is like kind of, uh, for my digital products is going to be like teaching people and business owners how to do their own content or or, or strategize in a way that works for them. That doesn't make them feel like they want to tear their hair out and stuff like that. So that's kind of my, my niche that I'm going for. And I don't know. I just, I feel like the way that I'm doing it works for my business. But again, it's the not knowing because everyone else talks about like, you have to start with this big thing first, like you're either your service, then you work down from there because then it's Mm -hmm. theoretically easier to just pull stuff out, lower the price and then pull stuff out more, lower that price. And then you have a funnel, which sounds easy in theory. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, what I will say, and I'll be totally transparent. And I, I hate when people like, I don't know, I'm with you on like some of the interesting coaches, uh, six figure this seven figure that blah, blah, blah. I, I, I don't love it, but I'll be honest. We launched two six figure digital products. I don't have upsells. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't have upsells. I don't have doubt. I don't even know what some of that stuff is. Like, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it sounds like you kind of have your funnel mapped out. You have, you know, you have an idea of where you want to go. And my advice is to just start with that. Nothing is final, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know that from already launching something, even with, you know, the accelerator or any of the courses that I have, I'm constantly going back and adding things and like, oh, this resource would be cool to add in here. Like, let me pop that in. Let me send out this email, you know? So mm-hmm. it's never final. It really is just a game. I believe that digital products are a game of consistency and you know, time to some extent, you have to kind of keep working those funnels, keep getting people onto those lists. You mentioned, um, lead magnets kind of don't work with your audience. My question to you would be what kinds of lead magnets have you tried? Um, have they just been like downloads or have you tried maybe any live classes or anything like that? Because sometimes those tweaks can help too. Yeah, I do. So kind of tying back into the whole, like you mentioned the setup and all that stuff. My business is very much in going in the direction of being very video based, Mm -hmm. um, uh, video focused, I guess I should say. Um, so masterclasses, workshops, I actually have a workshop planned. It's more along the lines of like a paid workshop that would sell as like one of those smaller, like fit, like $47 things. I feel like I'm hating on coaches and I, that's (laughs) not the case. I swear to God, I love y'all. Um, I just, um, for me, I've attended a lot of like master classes. Um, yours is probably the only exception that I, I, with a very, very, I I can maybe think of like four creators that I follow Mm -hmm. who create master classes that aren't 
a total waste of my time. Like, like they call it. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's like they, they pad it like an hour, an hour and a half. And most of it is just testimonials, mm-hmm. you know, like an hour of testimonials are like case studies. And I'm just like, that's great that that works, that this program that you're trying to sell me works for them. But I'm here to like learn something. If I can't buy from you right now, teach me something, like show me that my invest, like my time is worth something to you. And it just, I have a bad relationship with masterclasses because I feel like there's a certain way to do mm-hmm. it. And I just have no interest in doing it that way. And I don't, because I'm not doing it that way, because that's this very, very <laughs> like clear cut formula that people teach and people yeah. reuse over and over. Um, I just, I haven't found a style of masterclasses that I want to do just yet. Yeah. Like I'm still researching. So when I say like, uh, lead magnets don't work for me, it's cause a, I'm still like researching and trying to figure out and test what works for my business. But yep. I'm also, I ran into this, um, art, a blog article a couple of weeks back. And it basically says like, I'm breaking up with lead magnets and I am tired of getting free people on my list. They never buy anything. Um, email marketing software is expensive. So people have to pay to be on my list. Even if it's a dollar, even if it's $11 or hundred dollars, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like the, the thought process is you have a list of buyers rather than just a list of random people who are here for a quick buck that or quick result that won't really matter to them essentially. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally get that. And I'm not, um, not to like push back, but my, my advice and my experience with it is I think of a launch as in phases, right? So Mm -hmm. of course the end goal is to get people to buy the course, the product, whatever, but I really have like several, probably what three phases that go into that. So phase one, that focus is really to get people on the list. So Yes, of course, you're going to get people who probably are never going to buy anything from you. However, I think it is important to be careful about where you're even getting these emails. You know, I'm not going to recommend going into a Facebook group and, Hey, I created this ebook, drop your, say yes, (laughs) if you want it. Like I I don't, I'm not into that, you know, instead I'm going to focus on the high value sources that I know of, like for me, it's YouTube though, you know, people who are searching how to create a social media strategy, most of them, the majority of them are at least semi-serious. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like a random, like random people who just pass by and find my videos. They're pretty intentional. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I would encourage you to just kind of think of where those sources might be for you. And then, you know, the second phase is going to be getting them to, I always launch with a webinar, uh, or a masterclass, you know, and I think even with that objection of, you know, the masterclasses being fluffy and all of that, you define what it's going to be. You know, right. if you want to do like a day long workshop where it's hands-on or where it's like, you know, people are actually have their cameras on and you're talking or a mastermind, like you can do whatever you want to do because it's your business and you're right. you. And I think some of these formulas, they do help, you know, this, they, they help to at least see what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. But my formula is like a mix of all the things I've learned over the years. Like I'm not right. following anybody's guides to a T necessarily. So that's like my next focus is getting as many people from that list, from socials, from content, um, onto that webinar. And then that's where I'm going to shift and start thinking about the, the, you know, actually selling the course within that, as far as the people who aren't interested, aren't going to purchase, 
it takes time. Like it takes, you know, people three, four five times to see something, to hear something before they commit a lot of times. And that's why I do a longer launch process. Usually, um, depending on what it is like for the accelerator, it's a higher investment. It's a longer term course. So I understand it's people have to rearrange their schedule, rearrange right. their finances, all of that. So I give it a longer period of time. And so for that, we set up like an automation email sequence where we'll, we're sending out a weekly email giving a little advice, but not give, we're not breaking our backs over it. Like, I, cause I think that's important too. You know, there are going to be people who aren't going to buy. And so you have to be smart about where you're spending that energy, that time. Eventually, you know, if you hire a team, that money on that person. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to be smart about that, but just adding those little touch points and then purging the list. Cause you, you did mention a really good point that it does cost money for people to be on that list. Mm-hmm. So I go through and I actually make sure that I'm cleaning things up. I mean, at one point I had like a huge email, uh, email list, huge, but it was not doing anything for me. One, I wasn't doing anything with it. I wasn't sending emails out. And two, like when I did, it was like crickets. I know where I'm at. Like I have, I have about a hundred people on my list, but I I can confidently say probably only five people care about what I say. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I gave up sending weekly emails over the summer, maybe like around May, just because I, it's my business and I get to, you know, say, Hey, this, this season has passed and I can like, you know, not do anything with my business for a few months, which is great. I love it. Yeah. But I just like, I want to do all the things. And I, over the summer, I've really like just taken some time to watch your videos and get inspired and really just get in that headspace of like, okay, I can't be everywhere all at once. So if I can't be everywhere all at once, maybe there's a way for me to like, you know, like treat my email list more, at least for right now, until I get some help and can't afford that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe repurposing some of my Instagram captions, making a new email from those that are like merging and stuff like that. I do that for a couple of my clients and yeah. it's, it's, I have a couple of emails in my backlog that I plan on starting to send this fall, but I know I, <laughs> I want to lock. So I'm in the middle of a, like this launching phase. So, um, yeah. it's just a matter of like prioritizing that, but for sure. I just have so much trouble with it. Yeah. I think as, I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but as focused as you can be on one thing. So like, um, what really helped me grow my email list was just having this one freebie. I, for a while I was getting in this habit of, and I know, um, Amy Porterfield, when she first started her podcast, like she would have a freebie for every podcast episode. It was, it would be like a different freebie. And I was like, that's so smart. But what I wasn't thinking about is like Amy Porterfield is huge in terms of audience. Like she has (laughs) probably 40, 50 people working for her, you know? Right. (laughs) So that that's not, it's a genius idea for her, but for me, that's not realistic. So I have one freebie. It's like one starter kit that people get. I go back and update it like once a year to make sure everything thing is good. But other than that, it's pretty low maintenance. So I would focus on like what that one high value, you know, where you can really give some value because with the payment thing too, and like paying to be on a newsletter, I, 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 I see both sides of it because from a consumer point of view, you have to kind of give a little bit too, of course, for people to, to trust you and to understand what you're all about. So if you can put, you know, a a few hours into that one high value peak, content piece, 
and then just focus all of your energy or not all of your energy, of course, but all all of your marketing energy for yourself onto getting people onto that one high value piece. It's going to be a lot simpler than having like, you know, 20 different things and trying to do all the things like it's just not realistic for any of us unless we, I mean, even, even the hugest people they have, they make decisions and prioritize things. So, yeah. Yeah. No, see, I go back and forth with a lead magnet just because I'm so small and I'm just like, whenever you start your business, like you want practice or you want like testimonials. And so you do things like working for free or service swapping and stuff like that. And I think my resistance for lead magnets (laughs) comes from a, just a, a horrible habit of me just saying here, I'll help you for a testimonial. And, Hmm. and they like never do anything or they, they're not the right people. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten so much better at just not doing that. Or when I do it, it's with people that I know and trust and, you know, genuinely have a connection with, I'm not just helping random people out anymore, uh, which, you know, it saves so much energy or you're talking about all this energy and and saving and and focusing and like all the right things, but I don't know. I just, uh, there's this like fight in me that I can't explain where I'm just like, ah, I deserve to, you know, free value can be on social media, but everything else is going to be paid for. And I think Mm. like as a consumer, that's annoying, but as like a business owner, like, you know, my email list uh, of, you know, however many it, that doesn't pay the bills unless they're a, a group of people who are excited about, you know, the stuff that I'm talking about and right. maybe read the emails and stuff like that. So that's why totally. this, this blog post really caught my attention. Cause I'm like, Holy crap, I can just delete everybody who literally doesn't read what I have ever yes. written in the last year. And then just start fresh with this, you know, small, tiny little digital product. It's kind of a step up between a lead magnet and a smaller, like 27 or $30, uh, $30, um, digital product. So I don't know right now I have a freebie. Um, it's, it's like a reels audio vault, but, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to test it just to see what works. Uh, it could work, but could also go disastrously. (laughs) Yeah. I would also encourage you to, um, and, and my saying a webinar, like, that's just an idea. Obviously you don't do whatever you want, but I would also test activating Mm -hmm. that list. You know, once they get the freebie, like there has to be some type of follow-up. If it's a higher ticket product, they probably need some kind of a bridge. So I would just test doing something, inviting. It doesn't even have to be a fancy, you know, webinar. It could be a Instagram live or a YouTube live Q and a, those actually convert really well for me when I, people, you know, my YouTube audience loves to hop on live with me. So I would just test activating that list. And then, yeah, if they're not opening, if they're not doing anything, get rid of them. Cause yeah. To your point that what's, what's the point of having them there if they're not going to do anything? <laughs> yeah, no. And I love webinars. I feel like there's a difference between like a webinar and a masterclass for me. Masterclasses are just <laughs> like, here's my coaching program. Here's a 45 minute pitch on why everyone loves this and their results. And it's just like, cool. Okay. Bye. I'm just going <laughs> to hop out now. But I feel like with like workshops or even webinars, like at least like they have like the testimonials, the, you know, all of that stuff, but I feel like it's a lot less. And so Mm -hmm. I just maybe finding my own formula, like you mentioned, like you definitely have learned from other creators, but you don't really follow any of their advice to a T because you've, you know, you've gained all of that insight for yourself and for your business over the years. And I think I just need to tell myself that, 
you know, I don't have to, <laughs> yeah. if I see something that really resonates with me. I just need to like step back and really just sharpen, like, I guess my, my focus, but also ask the right questions. Like, do I like this because it, I think it'll work or do I like this because it's going against the grain? You know, totally. I, I, that's, that's a huge problem that I have. Yeah. <laughs> I like going against the grain just cause I don't know. That's just my brand. Yeah, totally. You know, something, this is a random tip, but something that I actually, I don't follow a ton, a ton of like other marketing educators and agency owners, and it's nothing against them. It's just, um, I, I, get confused when I do, to be honest, you know, I, I get overwhelmed. I get confused. And I say that as a marketing educator, um, of course I would love for you to keep watching and listening, but (laughs) honestly, uh, I follow a lot of people in other industries. I follow a lot of like e-commerce and just like random, like B2B companies and things like that on LinkedIn and Twitter that really helps me when I'm generating ideas, to be honest, to see Mm -hmm. how this random software company is launching this new update. And I can be like, Oh, that's really cool. I could do a similar process for my course or my, you know, new service that I'm offering in the agency or whatever. And it kind of takes some of that. Um, I don't know, desire to like, not desire, but that confusion away of everybody's kind of saying the same thing, but maybe doing something a little different and we're all in the same industry. So it just makes it really confusing. So, um, that's something I could suggest to you as well. Yeah. I've never even thought about it. Like looking at other industries mm-hmm. for, for like launching tips. That's I've mm-hmm. never heard that before. So thank you. I learned something new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Any other questions? We have a few minutes left. So happy to answer any other questions you might have. Um, just like maybe any tips on getting myself out of, I don't see, I don't know if I'm in my head too much to the point where I'm like, examining everything with like razor sharp focus to the point where it's, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. keeping me back from doing anything. Cause I'm just sitting here staring at a grain of sand for yeah. too long. Or if it's just me playing like these excuses, like, Oh, if I do research or if I, you know, do market research or, you know, look over here for answers, maybe I can find better ways. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like that again, for me, it's super, it's super on brand. I keep saying that. I'm just going to say it again. It's super on brand <laughs> for me to just, yeah. um, you know, be all over the place and it, it helps me, you know, I'm a better writer because of it. That might not make sense to a lot of people, but it, it helps me kind of have a curiosity and I learn a lot of stuff. And so yeah. I can write for a lot of people, but in, in terms of business, I just, I desperately like just need to say, this is my decision and just stick with it. And at least until I have enough time to like you said earlier, test it and see what works and see what doesn't. But I don't feel like I give myself that time as I think that's the issue. Do you consume a lot of content on like a weekly basis or I have to, I have to say no. Okay. I do. I do a lot of like reading, um, Mm -hmm. like, like personal development books and stuff like that. But Um, if I'm not writing my content or writing my clients content or reading some of my closer, like friends content, um, content these days just kind of annoy me. And so I just, (laughs) I've just kind of taken a sabbatical from Instagram. And, um, if it's not like choice creators, then I just don't, um, I just don't pay attention to them. Yep. Okay. That's good. Cause that's something that's very common is like, you see a lot of people who just they're consuming, 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 and they're not actually doing, but it sounds like that's not the issue. It sounds like it is that you're 
almost overthinking a little bit, like, you know, like I, I think it Absolutely. is a little bit of a, <laughs> yeah. Overthink, which we all do. Like I certainly do. Um, but again, just stay focused on what, what is going to be the thing that will give you the most impact the quickest. So if that's, you know, just hopping on a live with your five people who might show up and maybe two of them will buy something that evens out yeah. to be over, over your, you know, higher than your last launch, that's a win. Right. And yeah. then you can like scale it from there, or maybe it's purging that list and starting new. Maybe it's developing that kind of pillar freebie. That's going to take you half a day, like just lock yourself away for half of a day to get it done. I mean, that's how I did my freebie. I literally, I was just like, I've, I'm just closing my office door and I'm going to not leave until I get this done. And it didn't even take that long. You know, once yeah. you get into it, you're like, this took me a couple hours. I made it up yeah. in my head to be this giant thing. And it, it doesn't and even take long. I think that's another problem that I have. Like I have all of these like, great ideas and it's just mm-hmm. like the thing that'll save my business and take me to like the next frontier and all that stuff. And then I'm just like, holy crap, it's going to take me like 10 hours just to do the first step. Yeah. Never mind. Or maybe in the back of my head, I'll save it for tomorrow, but then tomorrow never comes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So just start with what's the first impact, even, you know, for service-based work, what I do is, I mean, that can be as simple as like sending an invoice that can be as simple as going back in my email inbox and finding people I never responded to who sent in forms or, you know, circling back with old clients. So same thing for you. Like it could, it can be something that's so simple. That's just going to start activating and it's going to, it's going to have you start somewhere. Um, so then you can kind of determine your next, next phase from there. Yeah. No, I, I really like that. Cause <laughs> I, I always tell myself like you're, you make stuff harder than you, than it needs to be. And then whenever you finally decide something like, then you make all of the excuses in the world that, oh, I can't do this because of X, Y, and Z or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I just like, I just, I just need to do it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, do you feel like there's some fear of success or, or failure? Like, do you feel like there's something that's kind of prevent holding you back mindset wise? A hundred percent. Um, the part of the reason why I took like a huge sabbatical this summer is because I've, I've really struggled with like past, like really bad, like body issues that have just come up in the recent months has nothing really to do with like my business. Like a lot of creators get all these like nasty hate comments and Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm very blessed and I'm very lucky. I, I don't know if it's because I'm too small or it hasn't happened to me yet or anything like that. But, um, I've just had a lot of like, like a shift backwards and Mm -hmm. I wanted to like you know, kill it before it had the opportunity to sabotage my brain, my business and my brain too, too much. And so I've been working on that. And I think I want all of the stuff, but I don't, I don't know. I'm one of these business owners, like 10 K would be great just because that means I would be able to like, you know, scale out and get a team going and work less and stuff like that. But I just don't, I don't want to live in Maui with on the beach or I don't want to like, yeah. you know, sip margaritas on like in the sun. It, that's just not me. That's just, I want to retire my husband and mm-hmm. we have a modest income and you don't yeah. really hear too much about that. And a lot of my new coming content that I'm batch creating right now is about all of that. It's about like my story and about what I want. And 
I, this has been very therapeutic, but in that, I think you hit the nail on the head because I think I do have this like innate fear where maybe I'm not deserving, or maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I should just Mm -hmm. go back to corporate. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I would like to think that that doesn't hold me back, but I feel like it does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest that like, you know, and thank you for sharing that and and being transparent with that, that honestly resonated with me so much. And I feel like that is and not saying that you have to, you know, pour your heart out in every Instagram <laughs> post. Okay. But I think that's something that almost is missing, you know, is putting you out there more, um, and your story out there more is going to actually help you attract those people mm-hmm. who do, because at the end of the day, to your point, and what we've been talking about this whole time for the most part is like, there's so, everybody is doing this stuff. Like, oh my gosh, it's, it's content overload sometimes. Right. So it's, it's not that I'm the best educator ever in the world. And that's why you resonate with me. There's probably something else, whether it is, you know, the way I deliver something or that I'm, you think I'm a little bit more down to earth and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The same thing is going to be true for you. And so if you start cultivating this community and building up this community of people who resonate with that story that you just t- told, who I would assume would be nice people and, and, you know, not <laughs> trolls and mean people, um, you you're going to see, I know, right. Um, yeah, you're going to see everything move upwards from there. That was something that I felt like was missing in my business for so long. I was always just like, oh yeah, I just like freelancing. It's fun. But when I started to open up about like some of the abuse that I experienced and, you know, some of the money fears that I had and growing up really poor and all of that stuff, that's when I feel like I really unlocked something and it unlocks something both in you and also in your audience. They start to, you know, really relate to you a little bit better. Yeah. And that's why I'm so grateful. Like, cause I've resisted taking what I'm calling a sabbatical in this, in this podcast episode. It's, it really <laughs> has been a sabbatical. Um, you know, my, my Instagram looks super barren and super weird. Cause I kind of went through this really great rebrand and I, I redid my website and then I kind of just disappeared. Um, it, but you know, like Instagram, you can always post and start posting consistently at any time. You know, you mm-hmm. can never get back the time that, you need, you know, yeah. and you can't go back in time. You can only go forward. And so something that I've learned this summer is that if I need a break, like maybe in future, I can, you know, create like a small little content bank and keep that for like emergency purposes. And, you know, have like a couple weeks where I don't really show up re- on like, if it's all like pre-recorded and pre mm-hmm. uh, like written and stuff like that. But I don't know, I, I would never take back the time that I had because I've learned a lot about myself and I've learned like, I might not feel like I deserve it, but I really do. And I, that's something that I need to like get in my head already. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's been, it's been a long road. So you do, you do. I'll leave you with this. This is a little mantra that I like, I don't know. I just started repeating it over and over to myself a few years ago when I would find myself either being like negative towards other people or negative towards myself. I say, everyone deserves to be happy. And I genuinely believe that. And that is, that is true for you. Mm-hmm. If this random coach or person over there is, you know, having a sustainable business, if they're happy, why can't you like, why not right. you? Um, so you, you are so deserving of it. And I, I have no doubt that you will 
do it if you just do it. Well, <laughs> you just yeah, got to start. Yeah I, yeah. I have to start somewhere and mm -hmm. by golly, we're going to do some testing the next yes. couple of like weeks, month, and maybe like even month or two. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a wrap for today. Again, I'm going to go ahead and leave the link in the show notes for the coaching call. If you'd like to review the podcast and sign up to enter, I'll also leave the social media management accelerator link in the show notes. I'll go ahead and leave both the payment plan link and the pay in full link for you. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Big thanks to Aubrey for joining us. Her links are also in the show notes. So be sure to check that out and I will talk to you next week.